When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. So much to get into. A lot of people chiming in about like sporting events that they missed because of other obligations and all that. It happens to us all. Of course, it it really does. Give me some truth, says Santana didn't have a no-hitter. Beltron got a hit in that game. Umpire made a Fugazi uh, facock the call. Okay, he's right about that. He's right, but it still counts as a no-hitter. But if you if you that's another topic for another day. Like the most like overrated sports thing, or the biggest myth in sports or conspiracy. Like to me, it's it's the Santana no-hitter. I just couldn't allow myself to embrace it, and still can't. Hmm. I saw the chalk fly up with the Beltron hit. Angelo says, I, I missed the Yankees' last no-hitter because of sexy time. I was quite upset. His own? Well, his own sexy time. Somebody else's sexy time? Do you think he's a I mean, you can, I mean, you know, you're, in the culture, you're allowed to you know, view this stuff. Like, some people partake in that. I don't know how he was, you know. Maybe he was preoccupied. I don't know. He was preoccupied for sure, but how it was all I'm going about. He, I'm surprised he would cop to that, though. <laughs> well, you know? he, he wanted to <laughs> want to be a part uh, of what's going on. Um, oh, what boy. time is Thibodeau speaking? What, right around like five forty-ish, I think he does so for we'll seven thirty. We'll get the latest on Brunson because I think that makes all the difference on whether the Knicks are winning or losing this game against the Warriors tonight. Of course, he didn't play in the game against the Pelicans, and they got demolished. In what that I game. think Hardenstein is... didn't play either. Hardenstein's expected to play, and it looks like Brunson's going to be a game time decision. Maybe we'll get some uh, clarity from Thibodeau coming up a little bit later on in the hour. He's probably going to say something like, well, he's going to go through pregame warm-ups and we'll see. Because he's going to make Golden State play the uh, guessing game. That's what he's going to do. You know, they're not gonna say anything, he's not going to say anything definitive. Like, Brunson's going to go out there, do pregame warm-ups, but they're not going to declare him, like, in or out until the last possible second. Yeah, probably not. Although we found out about Brunson and, and um, Hartenstein, you know, pretty significantly before the start of the of the, of the the game. At least at least 30 minutes or an hour before the but game. But that was the back-to-back, remember? But we'll like, see. Different rules and stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's win the game, though, if you're the Knicks. We said earlier, you know what? It, win the game. This is one of those that, I'm sorry, well, you you're home, listen, you know, win I, it. I, I, I am the first to say what kind of stinks about doing a talk show around this topic is there's nobody to blame. It's just one of those things. But you, if you want to nitpick, even with all the injuries – it should not have come down to the last second against the Pistons. You should have been beating that team up and had everybody resting in the fourth quarter. Instead, you're fully engaged in a game that you should have won easily and almost lost. And it kind of takes us back to where Brunson had to play a lot in that Memphis game. So there's been times where they could have rested people, but you know they, there was no they were no business losing to the Rockets even with the bad call, like with the injuries. So there's some games like you know you got sometimes you got to take care of business. You got to find a way to win games, and it's going to be tough against Cleveland because Cleveland's really good. Nobody's expecting you to beat Boston, but yeah, hey, listen, they were able to beat Philadelphia a couple of times with with um, Embiid and without. 
Sometimes you just have to come up with an effort to try to make it a little bit easier. You just can't lose every game just because you're banged up. Didn't they win a game last year? Remember it was like a Sunday Sunday night in Boston. It was like an overtime game, and they were shorthanded. I can't remember who wasn't playing. Maybe Randall didn't play or something. Randall or Brunson, one of them, didn't play, and the, and the Knicks won that game, and it was like one of the most impressive wins you could possibly have because they were shorthanded. Might take something like that. But five of the next six at home, Don, Golden State's winnable. Okay, we agree the Cleveland game on the road. That looks tough now because you're going to be shorthanded. But then Atlanta at home without Trey Young. Orlando at home is winnable, and then back-to-back home games against Philadelphia without Embiid. Like, you should win the majority of those games. But, again, when they play the way they played against Detroit, that that shows you you can lose to anybody. Detroit's the worst team in the league. So it kind of puts you on notice that, hey, you've got to be engaged every single night and be able to get the wins when you can. So we'll get an update probably within the next 30 minutes on what the situation is with Brunson. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Jay in Central Islip. You're on ESPN New York. What's up, Jay? Hey, good afternoon, guys. I want to put a different perspective on the Barkley uh, situation with the Giants. I've been a Giant fan for a long time. I don't understand why they don't get rid of Weller, who they're paying $11.5 million to, and sign Barkley. He's done a lot more for the Giants' offense. Uh, He's on the field a lot more often than Weller. I think it would be a better perspective, and if they wanted to, there's supposedly a great tight end coming out that they could easily get at number six. What do you guys think well, Think about that? It's just not, you know, in a salary cap, it's sometimes just not easy. To, when you say get rid of a player, it's going to affect your cap to get rid of him. I'm with you. I'm not a right, big fan of, of Waller. He didn't stay healthy. Um, that, that ended up being a bust in his first year. But I do think there's some ability there. Um, I think they might be able to, with that sixth pick, uh, I don't think he's uh, he's going to last till the sixth pick, the tight end out of Georgia. Brock Bowers? Yeah, he might. He, well, if he does, I would definitely think about it, even with Waller under contract. The thing with Saquon Barkley, Jay, and thank you for the phone call, is how much are you willing to pay him? Now, some Giant fans will say, give him $12 million. Okay, but if the Giants don't think he's worth that and they think they can do better for cheaper, they've got to see that through. But... When Shane spoke at the combine, boy, it sounded like I think they might go a little bit extra because of this, this extra money. They won't franchise him because they might save that for McKinney. But I think they have the chance of getting something done. The question is, what other offers will Barkley get? And if I paint this scenario like I did earlier in the show, where he can get similar money in Houston, he can get similar money in Dallas, teams that are a lot closer to a championship than the Giants, would he be tempted to leave if the money is similar for a better chance to win? Well, with the increase in the salary cap that now you're going to have this year, and I understand the Giants have a lot of holes. they got a lot of holes on offense. Like, you got to get some game breakers. You know, we said earlier, you can't, in this day and age, you can't operate and expect to win big chasing championships with a running back as your best player. You're not. San Francisco was loaded on offense with the McCaffrey example. But if you're going to tell me you don't have to break the bank for Saquon, I have no problem investing in him in a couple of years because I still don't think he's close to that cliff yet that we're always afraid of running backs maybe falling off of. I, I think I think he's still going to be a productive player. And you know what, Don? Wouldn't it be amazing how much more productive Saquon could be if they even had a legitimate downfield passing game? How about that? To open up some oh, yeah. running lanes for this guy. See, what people keep harping on is he's their best weapon. Look what they did two years ago. I don't think the Giants have an appetite to build a football team around their best player being their running back. They want to have the running back be a complementary player. 
as much as McCaffrey really drives the San Francisco offense, like you said, they have a lot of other weapons that accentuates what the running back can do. You usually don't win in this league when your running back is your best player. And that's why they don't pay a lot of money to that. The Giants are trying to see if they can't build around Saquon. That's why they say they want to keep Saquon. Because if Saquon is a, a secondary, tertiary option, that's when he could be at his best. But when he's the guy that you game plan for, he can have a big season, but really is it that much of a threat? There's a reason why Saquon, he was rookie of the year on a team that didn't go anywhere. You know, he had a he had a terrific season two years ago. The Giants went nine, seven, and one. Let's face it, Dan, I'm the biggest Giant fan going. They caught a lot of breaks to get those nine wins. They very easily could have finished seven, nine, and one and completely missed the playoffs. So having Saquon be your best player isn't the best case scenario for the Giants. Right now, all things equal. And, and you don't know what's going to happen in free agency or the, or the trades or anything like that during that period leading up to the draft. Right now, give me, as a giant fan, the position, if they stand pat at six, you want to see filled. What position? What do you think this team needs? No, the most? I well, I, I think they need a wide receiver. I, I would agree, and I know that you know you don't want to invest that high capital in the draft on a wide receiver because they're a dime a dozen nowadays. But, this but they draft, need a game breaker. They need a game breaker because it. it helps you. Like I said, it's going to help your quarterback, whoever the hell that is, and it's also going to help Saquon Barkley if he's sticking around. Imagine how nice it would be if you're Saquon to when you break the huddle every so often that you don't stare at the opposing defense and see a stacked box because you're the guy they're trying to stop. If they actually had fear that the quarterback could beat you over the top with the passing game, think about how much easier his life will be. Giants haven't had that since he's been here. You know, you hear a lot of people say, well, look at how the Giants won the two Super Bowls against the Patriots with Bradshaw and Jacobs, right? They were able to run the football. Yeah, but take a look at the wide receivers on that team. Do they have anybody that's that is, that's Plaxico Burris or Akeem Nix or even a Manningham or or a Steve Smith? I mean, maybe they weren't known for their wide receivers. They were more of uh, with the running backs were maybe more like feared. And, and of course, their defense and their offensive line was amazing. Right, but played every game. Some, it's a really good wide receiver. Very good. But certainly better than the wide receivers that they have now. People forget how good Hakeem Nix was before oh, he, he was got terrific. hurt. He was terrific. You know, that, 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 that playoff run in 11. Remember the Hail Mary right before the half in Green Bay? Oh, that, that was went big. Up and that was when the they game blew him out. That's, that, that, was, that was the turning point of that game. Absolutely. For sure. Talking about, not that I missed the game. I watched that game in Montreal. Well, you had a hockey. You were yeah, working. I was doing the play-by-play. But luckily, I think the the, the, the game was obviously a 7 o'clock face-off. And the Giants were like, what was that at the time? That was the, the 435 yeah. So by the time I hit the air at 7, the game was essentially over. But I was able to watch from the press Well, that's box. why that I prefaced cool. that question, too. With right. Not work-related where you missed the game. No, like you could have easily like gotten out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a pleasure to talk to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're on ESPN New York. How are you, sir? Hi, Richard. Rich. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Hey, fellas, I'm here. Yes. Hopefully yeah. you're not in the middle yes. of a Novocaine oh, shot. Almost, something like that, Dan. <laughs> uh, you know, Don, I got to take you and Michael to task. Here we go. For years, I told you guys, I'd call up first round the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. You're not giving the team with the best record enough of an advantage. First of all, you have to give them an incentive, each league, each team, the best team, an incentive to have the best record. Then, the first round, either four out of the five games or all five games should be at the, you guys, all five games should be at the team that's 
that has to buy with the best record. John Smoltz came on the air and said the same thing I said yesterday. You guys didn't say a word to him. Meanwhile, you guys always shot me, and I bring it up every well, year. Well, we only shoot it down yes. of, of, from from my perspective. I got no yes. problem with it. I think it's a good idea. I don't think they'll okay. ever do it. But you, because, know, you never said well, that to me, Don. Well, no, I don't think they'll ever do it. Well, I'll tell oh, you well, now. That's a I mean, different thing. Listen, Damn, Richard's, uh, fired right. uh, Richard's fired up. Yeah. I mean, not everybody can get everything in when you've got three people on the show, and then you can, as number four, right. is that I don't think they would ever do it because they want to be able to have a team that makes the playoff at least get a gate, at least yeah. be able to make some money and have a full right. ballpark. But I'm with you. I think there's got to be more incentive than just one extra home game. Now, I but, think the way they... in baseball, Don, because there's no advantage, really, to home field. It it does, really, it doesn't, it's been proven out. So yeah, you would think there you would can. be. Having last licks would be a big deal, but it just it doesn't seem to be the case. But obviously, avoiding the wild card is important now because you, you don't get those home games and you could be uh, done very quickly. But I, I agree with you. If I'm the best team in baseball, I go out there and win 114 games, I should get more than just one extra playoff game at home. You're right. And the home games, are, we don't even know if they're an advantage. We don't even know if the rest is an, an advantage. Well, well if anything, the, the rest so is shown to be, the, the re- <laughs> at least in the short sample size, the rest seems to be a detriment. Right That's now, right. it shows That's you right. that it's not a good thing. You would think That's it right. would work because you'd be able to get your rotation set, but at right. least based on how these teams play, That's it's been a detriment. Part, no. right. Not at all. Fella, one more, a couple of things, a quickies. You guys keep saying the Jets had no plan B. They did have a plan B. Zach Wilson was plan B. Now, if you're going to say he shouldn't have been plan B, that's a different story. But they were prepared. They were prepared to go with Zach Wilson if Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Obviously, they were the only people that thought that Zach Wilson was a decent backup quarterback. So they're way off on that. Just a couple quick things yesterday's NBA. I don't think this has ever happened. A 39-year-old guy scored 19 points in a quarter. Maybe Kareem, and that may be right, but I don't think so. Game is different now, Rich. Game is different now. You know that. It's a lot easier to score than it used to be. One last thing, fellas. Uh, Chicago out-rebounded Cleveland. Now, this has nothing to do with changing times in basketball. 74-39. to 39, They out-rebounded him by 35 rebounds yesterday. I don't know if that's ever happened in the NBA. Maybe Bill Russell versus the Detroit Pistons one day or Will Chamberlain versus the Knicks. But that's unbelievable. And considering that takes into fact no, uh, nothing about the way the game has changed or anything what referee calls or the way the NBA wants it now. No, rebounding is still rebounding. That's 70 Forty-four to thirty-nine, Chicago out-rebounded. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Richard. It's it's, uh, a great call as usual. Here's the thing with the Zach Wilson Plan B. It's he wasn't a Plan B because he wasn't running Nathaniel Hackett's offense. They could have went out and got somebody that at least was familiar with Nathaniel Hackett's offense. They really didn't. Now you want to say that was Plan B? I guess it was Plan B. It wasn't a very good Plan B. And sometimes the Plan B is so bad you say it's it's no plan. That was no plan. They just didn't think that he was going to get hurt. And if he was going to get hurt, they figured their season was going to be over anyway. So might as well just have Zach Wilson play. There was no way they thought that Zach Wilson was a competent backup to a team that was going to be making the playoffs. They looked at it this way. They probably said, Don, you know what? Backup quarterback, sometimes the backup quarterback has to, at, at, at best case scenario, play a game or two. If you would have told them before the season, yeah, you're going to need your backup quarterback four plays into the season, they would have pivoted and probably tried to do something else. No. There's no way they would have went into the season. with Because remember, the plan was he wasn't even supposed to play. Right. Redshirt year. 
four plays into the season, your your year's done anyways. But you know you know how it works in the NFL, man. Injuries should not come as that big of a surprise, and your backup quarterback is one play away from being your starting quarterback. And it was it was a domino. It was the quarterback. It was the whole offensive line. You know, thirteen different combinations or whatever it was. I mean, receivers in it, and it, everything that could have gone wrong offensively went wrong. Yeah. And that's why you go seven and ten. Let's go to Matt in Florida. You're on ESPN New York. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Matt. Matt. Uh, yeah, I got a missed game story for you. So I'm at opening day in 96 Yankee Stadium in the bleachers with my brother in the snow. Uh, Kansas City, you know, right? Yeah, against Kansas City, correct. So we're, you know, we're in the right field bleachers. So they make an announcement. Anybody's still at the game in the seventh inning, you get tickets to another free game. So we go after the game. We pick the May 14th game at uh, against the Mariners mm-hmm. because I think that was the first that was the first one we made available. Well, I forgot when I realized that I'm getting married on May 12th and I'm leaving for my honeymoon on May 14th. So uh, I ended up giving my I give my uh, brother the tickets and uh, I, you know, I go on my honeymoon. I turn ESPN on the 15th and see that. Scott Goodenter is no hitter. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that, a good so, excuse. You're on your honeymoon, but that, that's a tough thing to have to yeah, miss. But, but, yeah, but for me to forget that I was getting married, I think I got the tickets, that's another thing. But, I mean, I'm divorced now, so that's, you know. Oh, well, that's uh, so is it more is it more I regretful think, now, Matt, because yeah. the marriage didn't even work out? Well, yeah, but, here, but here's even the worst kicker. So I get home from my honeymoon about a week later, and I talked to my brother, and I said, man, you, you went to a great game. You saw a great game. He's like, I forgot we had the tickets. I didn't even go. But those ticket stuff's and, probably worth something. The fact that it was an unused ticket, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, would, I don't know where they are now, but, I mean, I don't know what I said to him after I found out he didn't, he didn't go, but, I mean, I think I almost disowned him because I was just oh I was upset that I missed it, and then I was even more upset that he missed it. Well, I mean, yeah. he had a chance to go see history. And, uh, well, what's and the matter with him? Too, so. That's a bad job well, all the I mean, way he, around, he was, Matt. Well, I mean, I think he was 18 at the time, so he probably got to had other stuff going on and just slipped his mind. But you know, it is what well, it is. But, yeah, yeah, so but just, I mean, he's got to be my, more regretful uh, than you. I mean, you you went into your marriage with the best of intentions. He just, this just slipped his mind. It's a much worse story for him. But Matt, thank you for the phone call. Overall, horrible story. Now, let me ask you a question. This is a no hitter, and his, the marriage didn't work out anyway. I guess I should have asked Matt, but I'll ask you. So, like, if if you could go in the time machine. Somebody shows up to Matt back in 1996 before the wedding. Matt, you have an opportunity to go to this Yankee game. Maybe not even telling him that it's going to be a no-hitter, but telling him, I've seen the future, the marriage isn't going to work out. It's going to end in divorce. Hmm. Do you then think twice about going to the Yankee game? Or how about this? Do you go to the Yankee game if I told you it was also going to be a no-hitter? And the marriage isn't going to work out? Well, if you want to call back, because only he could answer that question. Matt, if he calls back, or no, Anthony, just, just because, uh, answer the Just because they got divorced doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't worth marrying her. They might have great kids. Sure. They might have had a good time while it lasted. I don't know. They might still be the best of friends after the divorce. You know what I was doing that day? I rem- the, um, the Kansas City opening day in the snow that year? Right. I was actually taking my... Um, like driving lessons or whatever. Okay. For like licensing, like high school and stuff. I remember that. Because it was like snowing. And I was driving through it. I remember the the good no hitter. I was working at Sports Phone at the time. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Doc Gooden, Met, yeah, is going to finally pitch. You know, this was before the Mets ever even came close to pitching a no hitter. And they had that laundry list of people that were Mets that went on to pitch no hitters after they were Mets, including Tom Seaver, who did it with Cincinnati. And of course, he won his 300th game with the White Sox. So, 
God, that was tough as a Met fan to watch. Dove in Passaic, you're on ESPN New York. How are you, Dove? I'm doing great. Um, Dan, Don, you guys have very good chemistry together. It's really a very enjoyable show. Well, thank you. And I'm looking I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Anthony um, do the ENN today. Um, I ha- actually do have a story about um, missing a game. Um, I was um, I met this girl online. She's really, really nice. And she hated sports. She said it's meaningless or whatever. But I really had a good feeling that, you know, like, that our date was going to be really good, and I realized that it would be very insulting if I put on the Yankees-Oakland game. So we got to where we were going. Um, we went to a local restaurant where I lived at the time in Far Rockaway, and the date went as bad as it can go. Um, she ordered, like, two main dishes in an expensive restaurant and, like, three side dishes. It was so bad that there wasn't enough room on the table for everything. And then things got worse. So here we are. We have this, all this food on the table. And I'm getting a little embarrassed. I look over to the next table. It's one of my best friends. It was his birthday party. It was a horrible experience. But when we're heading home, I decided, you know what, I'm going to listen to the Yankees-Oakland game. Roger Clemens was pitching, so I listened to the end of the game. But that was a, a dating horror story, and I, uh, and I missed most of the Yankee game because of it. But it wasn't that big of a game, though. And it sounds like you got stuck oh, with a big was. food bill, too, with all those Yeah, uh, how much was the bill? My God, though. It was over eighty dollars, and this was in the nineties. Yeah, that was nineteen ninety six. That's like eight hundred dollars now. And it was in the playoffs. It was um, that was a playoff game oh, okay. for Oakland Yankees. And I'm a diehard Yankee fan, so it's really you know. But you know, I I took press. I took. I preferred to take care of a possible marriage uh, uh, mate than listen to the game, and it was a disaster. Like that was probably the worst day I've ever been on. How did the, what, so? What what's the status of the relationship? How did it? Is it still going on, or did it fizzle out? What uh, happened? It was a first date, and uh, I, I didn't want any. I didn't want to go further. So there wasn't I, a second date, like, is what you're saying? Absolutely no wow. second date. But but I was beforehand, right? I never met her. It was a first date. I thought that um, that definitely there, there would be a second date. So that was um, you know her disliking sports led me to not listening to the first part, but. On the way home, when I knew it wasn't going to happen, I listened to the rest of the right. game. Oh, well, you know, so. Dove, hang in there sometimes. We've got uh, tough blind dates. God, she ordered all that food. She wasn't liking Dove out of the box. She wanted to get as much as she could out of it. Or she was just a piece of garbage. Either way, I think he worked out that they didn't. Was it was a it a, a blind date in the conventional sense, or was it like no, a date No, he said was that it was they had never met, so that means it was a blind date. Oh, was she actually That's blind? What I mean, I I mean no she, it could still be a, literally a blind, blind it could. date. You never it, know. No, I just think this just... It They're still beautiful people. It didn't work out. 1-800-919-3776. We'll try to get the status of Brunson maybe at the end of this segment when Thibodeau speaks to the media before their game against the Warriors. And, of course, we've got ENN. It'll be an Anthony Pusick vehicle coming up at 6 o'clock right here on Yes and 98.7 ESPN New York.
Hey, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the sure. latest team stats, and sure. of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's the Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste. Keeps my voice in peak condition, even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle. Neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea. Take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea. Join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. He's Dan, I'm Don. It's the K-Show. A little bonus 30 minutes. We're taking up until 7 o'clock, and then our coverage will begin for Knicks Warriors. Nets and the Hawks, and you can see that game on Yes with coverage beginning at 6.30. Yankees Marlins are exclusively to the Yes app, so download the app if you want to watch some exhibition baseball tonight. And You want breaking news? Islanders and the Red Wings, the only hockey team in action tonight. Yes, dear. This is going to floor you. Floor me. Floor you. All right. Ben Simmons is out tonight. Oh, look at that. Mm. I thought he was definitely going to play. Yeah. No, I, I mean, if I he does know. play, that's breaking news. Yeah, really? You want to floor me? You know, tell me he plays like five games in a row. Does anybody have a better job in the world than Ben Simmons? Seriously, in the world. I mean, how do you feel good about it, though? You can't. I mean, you're getting paid a ton of money. You're not really asked to play. But from a reputation standpoint... Is, does he get any respect in the league? I mean, he just doesn't play. He's always hurt. Always pound for pound, and and you could. I'm talking about like trust fund babies, guys. You know, kids who are born. You know, billionaires without even having to lift a finger. I don't know if there's anybody in the world, dollar for dollar, pound for pound, that does less based upon what they take in than Ben Simmons. No, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's just amazing. Like he comes back and then he gets hurt again. God, I've never seen a player like it. It is really. Just crazy. 1-800-919-3776. John in Tom's River is on ESPN New York. How are you, John? Hey, guys. Hey, John. Uh, you, guys work, you guys work so well together. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you're as big a Met fan as Don is, but I'm bigger than both of you. So 
Um, what happened on Sunday, October 15, 2006? Sunday, October 15th, 2006. That was, um, wait, 2006. Well, has to be well that the, was when the Mets were in the playoffs against. So, no, game seven. So so against the Cardinals. It was that late. Yeah, yeah it was Cardinals. Right. Uh, league John, Championship I Series. Mar- I got married that day. John, that wasn't a game seven was not on a Sunday. It was on Sunday night. It was a Thursday night. It was a Sunday night, Whoa. game seven. All right, let's, let's go back and check. All right, so you missed the what? The Andy right. Chavez catch? I missed Andy Chavez catch. My wedding ended at ten thirty, but I got to see Wainwright strike out uh, Beltran. That's, but you're, that's, but that's you, my luck as a Mets fan. It was a Thursday night because it was October nineteenth, two thousand and six. It was October fifteenth. He's very combative, and I'm like literally well, don't, looking don't, don't, don't right at it. Don't John, John, it, it was up? John. It was two days before my birthday. Okay, and I am uh, a Met fan, so I do uh, kind of remember those things, and I know when my birthday I is. I got how about married that? that day. How would how would I know? I got married. It was John, on the 15th. I think you, it, what, you must have had a great time in your wedding, and I hope you did. You don't even remember what day of the week it was. <laughs> it was on a Sunday night. I don't know what else to say. I'm, it's literally like it's like trying to convince him today is Thursday. We have it in front of you. It was. I remember it was during the week. It you have Thursday it in front night. of you. I, it was two Thursday, days before October my birthday. 19th. I remember it well. All right, there's a lot of holes with this. Okay, first of all, not a good day for John. No. Well, here's the thing. All right, obviously he's misremembering something. But here's what's fishy yeah. about it. Huge Met fan. Yeah. Bigger Met fan than myself and Dan combined is what he said. Right. Why would you regret missing? What ended up being just a gut-wrenching, devastating loss. I've always talked about the Andy Chavez catch. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything to me. It came in a game that they literally lost later on and then lost the series. So I, I love when they had the Andy Chavez bobblehead night. I, know. I was like, give me a... Why are we celebrating this catch? It was meaningless. It came in a game they lost. It wasn't just the series they lost. The catch came in the game that they lost. So why is he so upset? That's that that was actually a game to miss. If you were a Cardinal fan, I'd get the call. So I don't get a Met fan saying he missed that game and regretted because we got married that day, and then he's got the day wrong. I, I, and he's I, like, it's just he's arguing with you. I wish we could get the misses on the phone and get her recollection of the wedding day. And so how much was, the well, let me is. ask you this, because yeah. I mean that was two thousand. Now the previous the previous Sunday that was Game Four. Well, the Mets bashed St. Louis in Game Four see, in St. Louis see, on October. See, 15th. this is where I think he's misremembering because again, yeah. this was eighteen years ago. So give right. him a break. Oh, we're going on eighteen years ago. Let's give him a break. He probably missed Game Four, which would be a good memory if you're a Mets fan, because you said they bashed him in Game Four. Mm-hmm. And then because all we really ever care about or remember is what happened in Game 7, it's the only thing I remember because it was Game 7 and right. everything that happened in that game, that, that that's where he misremembered. It's funny how memory sometimes plays a bit of a trick well, on you. And it, again, Unless I, this is a work. I don't, I don't know. But And there's an, that, that's another whole conversation topic, whatever. Like best, most infamous sports moment that came in a loss, which is clouded and should be clouded Ooh. because it happened in a loss. It, in the in the game itself, yeah, like right, the Andy so, Chavez catch. Right. Like, I, don't tell me about it because they lost. Uh, you like, know I don't care. Easily for the Mets, it's the Andy Chavez catch because that is like if you isolate that, it's one of the great catches in the history of the postseason. I right. put it right up there with the Willie Mays oh. catch. Amazing. It was a double play, but you don't care about it because they lost that game. So that would be the Mets one. The Yankee one, I don't know. 
I'd have to ask a Yankee. Well, fan. there would be something like I remember years ago, whenever whatever year it was, like I was still doing national at the time, and I remember I spent a lot of time because Devin Booker, when the Suns were bad, remember he had that game he scored seventy, and after the game they're all posing for pictures in the locker room, him and his teammates, and he scored. The, they lost the game. <laughs> all right, so like take, you you, lo- you takes lost you lost the, the game. fun out of it. Yeah. Now, all right, this isn't a game, but I've I've always complained because yeah. you know how I feel about the the um, the Robin Ventura grand single. I, I spit on that too. They end, they end up losing that series to the Braves. They avoid getting swept. Yippee. Mm-hmm. You know, you end up losing the series anyway. I, I never cared about that grand single. I think it's embarrassing. They celebrate it. I think there was actually a poll that was like the third greatest moment in Mets history. Oh, my God. It yeah. makes me sick. Told Robin Ventura that. What did he say? In similar, he, I don't even remember. It wasn't anything eventful. That was where you got the, uh, the GG. Hi, Robin. Oh, hi, Robin. The drop. So I, what I put in that category is the Jeter diving into the stands. Like, I never understood Yankee fans celebrating that. Like, I've gone to, um, I've gone to, uh, to charity events where they're auctioning off an autographed picture of that. Yeah, you won that game, but it happened in 04. You should set fire to everything that happened in 04. You blew a 3-0 series lead to the Red Sox. You're celebrating Jeter's bloody forehead diving into the right. stands in a regular season win against the Red Sox in a year. You blew a 3-0 series lead. Are you nuts? Well, it's like the. It's also kind of those games, the, the middle three at Yankee Stadium in the 2001 World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, Mr. November, Scott Brocious, and all those home runs, right? right? You lost so, but, that series. But if you're talking about a, but a specific, specific game, game yeah. um, for the Devils, you know, being a fan at the time, was probably the Zelopukin yeah. goal in Game 7 against the Rangers, which only just extended the misery, but it did force overtime before the Mateau goal. So that would be that. <sighs> It, that that's really a question for a diehard fan of that I gotta, team. Gotta, gotta think long and hard about that. Giants, one off the top of my head. I don't know the exact stat. But do you remember a few years ago, Giants Saints in New Orleans? Back and forth. Eli threw for like 500 yards, six touchdowns, but they lost the game in New Orleans because I think Drew Brees threw for like 607 touchdowns or something crazy like that. That was, was a bad five. Giant team? <sighs> I want to say it was probably that 20, oh, it was 2009, 2010. It was right around that time. I don't know if they were bad. Is that a Monday night? No, it was a Sunday because I remember watching it here because the Jets were playing. That's one that I think oh, of. Like a great game. Oh, here's another one. Another giant. Phil Sims against the 1985. Phil Sims against Cincinnati in Cincinnati threw for 500 yards. They lost the game. And you threw for 500 yards in 1985. That was a, that was an accomplishment. Greek will remember that game. Remember that Super Bowl, the the which is ultimately the the Malcolm Butler Super Bowl, the Patriots sure. Seahawks. That Jermaine Curse catch. Oh yeah, like that Jermaine Curse catch would be like in Super Bowl lore, but the Seahawks didn't finish off the drive and didn't win the game, and it's like forgotten about. That was now, an incredible catch, like on his back. Remember on that drive, which then ended up with the interception in the end zone. Now, now you think about it, like if the David, like if the Giants didn't beat the Patriots, the David Tyree catch would be a footnote. Oh yeah. That right. would have been similar to the exactly. Andy Chavez catch. Exactly. You got to finish it off with the win. Oh, Anthony, it's... look up. Anthony, look up. Um, two thousand six, because like our buddy, it was John, right? Who called in? Yes. Um, who called in? Two thousand six Rutgers football. It was a Sunday. No, it had to be a. <laughs> two thousand six Rutgers football. The twenty first of October, they played Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Won the game. Let's see here. Because I'm saying because it was. I remember that they did see. 20 to 10. 
according to Greek, that Saint Giant game, November first, twenty fifteen. Oh, twenty fifteen. Thirteen combined touchdowns. Giants lost on a last second field goal, fifty two forty nine. And Greek was at the game in in New Orleans. That's what he says. Wow. It's a good game to go That's to. Good, it was in, entertaining. In retrospect, it was it was a really entertaining game. But I, I remember that was that was tough. It's so I I gotta think long and hard, you know, about like for example games like that and think because when they happen, you probably say like, oh, this is one, but I don't want to hear about it anymore. But you almost like block it out of your memory because it wasn't a win. Yeah, that's why that's why you have to ask like diehard fans oh, about that. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, Fish Booster tweets out. Now this was Game Seven of the World Series, but like. Remember the Cubs-Cleveland World Series when Rajay Davis hit that game-tying home run in Game 7, but right. Cleveland lost. Mm. They didn't finish it and come back and win. Now, that's in-game. Now, if you want to go in series, would be the Fisk home run in 75. Correct. They end up losing Game 7 anyway. Boy, it's fun. Chris, way out in St. Paul. You're on ESPN New York. What's up, Chris? Gentlemen, how you doing? Oh, I like to follow up. I like to follow up something you guys were talking about about the running back situation. And you know, I hear people calling up about Saquon Barkley. We're going to have a Saquon Barkley with the Jets situation coming up soon with Priest Hall. I mean, he's going to have a Pro Bowl caliber season this year coming up. And I can argue with you guys that he's probably the best offensive weapon we have, even though outside of his knee injury, he probably would have won rookie of the season, rookie of the year. No, he probably would have. But here's the difference, okay, is that you're, you're now well into the fact that they just don't pay running backs. And Hall wasn't the second overall pick in the draft. See, that's what makes Barkley so interesting is because they drafted him so high. Now, this regime didn't do it. Gettleman did. But that's why there's the feeling of, well, do you, ha- you have to pay Barkley. You, you spent a second overall pick on him. But you're right. There's going to probably be a time if Hall continues to progress and prove that he's recovered from that knee injury, it'll probably be a situation for sure. Well, you know what the other difference is too, guys, you know, between Brees Hall and Saquon. Brees Hall, because he wasn't a first-round pick, his rookie contract's only four years. So after this upcoming season, he's going into his walk year. The Jets can either extend them or they're going to have to let him play out that fourth year. But I don't know if Brees is going to be discontent in any way. Remember, first-round picks, you got five years. Anything other than that, you're a four-year contract as a rookie. And and here's Chris, and thank you for the phone call. You hope it's a problem because that means he continues to play well right. and and and, be, and is the weapon that you want him to be, and and that that's obviously the hope. Jose in the Bronx, you're on ESPN New York. Hello, Jose. Hey, fellas, hi there. Can you hear me? Oh, What's up, sure. Jose? Awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, I'm gonna cringe when I tell this story. Oh my God, what happened July 4th, 1983? It was a Dave well, Rigetti no-hitter, right? Yeah, I know that exactly, because my wife is a big exactly. Dave Rigetti guy, and we, we relive it every July 4th. <laughs> She's a Dave Rigetti oh, guy. Lord. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. I tell you, we're sitting in the bleachers, me, my father, my uncle, okay? Poor Nancy. It's, it's about 1,000 degrees. Yes. Okay? It's the seventh inning. Now, my uncle, he lives in Harlem. I live 13 blocks away from the stadium, and my father divorced, whatever. He lives on Marble Hill Project. Anyway. Seventh in the release, okay? Why? And I think, uh, How old were you? Uh, we had to drop my uncle off. And he's not a baseball guy. Oh, my God. But he was funny. He was a funny guy. Anyway, we drop him off. We come back. We stuck on traffic, bumper-to-bumper traffic. And we hear that Dave Rigetti pitched a no-hitter in oh. traffic. My father was so pissed. But you had I to know in the seventh inning you were leaving a no-hitter, right? Yes. 
Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, don't remind me, please. Now, how old but, were you? I, how old were you? I, I'm 48, so 83, I was, what, eight years old? Yeah, so you had no but, chance of saying, I'm good, I'll, I'll yeah. get you home. You didn't have a say you in the matter. You didn't have a say I in the no matter. <laughs> I had no say. I had no, I had no oh, say. Oh, see, no that's say. not, uh, I, see, that's, that, that's, that, that's bad parenting. That's just bad family. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> and, you know, my father played with Jose Cruz, and he was some, he had Charles in the Central Park Leagues. It was, uh, whatever. Uh, so but we were baseball aficionados. But I will, I will, I will, I will also tell you that my affliction for now for hockey, Don, phenomenal calling. I mean, it's phenomenal. So I will tell you, my ex-wife is Canadian, and I lived in Toronto for 10 years. Okay. Uh, I'm divorced now. My kids live out there, right? And I know you're going to be pissed. I never went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I hate it. It was right there in front and Young Street, whatever. Um, but when I first went out there, um, her brother couldn't go. He had preseason tickets to in Ottawa and Maple Leafs game, and they hate each other, as you know. Sure. It was about four fights in the first period, and I was like, this game is phenomenal. And, I, you know, I'm a baseball, football, basketball guy, but watching hockey – Man, I tell you, that's three sports in one. It's hockey, fighting, and ice skating. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like it, and thank you for the kind words too. But I, God, seventh inning—that's just that's a bad job. Like, well, was, unless, wasn't unless there, you, but you're right. They left because it was hot, you were hot. But wasn't there rain in the forecast? Because the clips I've seen, it's like kind of overcasty, and those summer storms could be brutal. Maybe they didn't want to sit through them. But it's the seventh inning. Don't tell me. No, if it's the fifth inning, no matter what. Like, I don't know if you do this, Dan. Whenever I go to a baseball game, I'm paying attention to whether somebody has a hit or not. Because uh, until the Heston no-hitter, I had never been to a no-hitter in person. And then Heston had the no-hitter against the Mets, you remember? And I got a whole bunch of trouble from from Met fans that I was actually rooting for him to get the no-hitter. Because I had never seen one live. And the Mets weren't going anywhere that year anyway. And they weren't going to win the game. Um, But... How do you leave seventh inning? That's that's close, man. I got one You're for six you. Six outs away. I got one for you. Being a giant guy, this is from Greg uh, Scandarato. Okay, forgive the pronunciation if I messed it up. It happened in a loss, regular season game, the Odell catch against the Cowboys, the one hand catch, which oh, yeah. which kind of put I've, him I've on. I got the, no on, use for it. Right. Well, there, there's two reasons I have no use for it. Anthony was there. Number one, they lost the game, and number two, it created a monster that didn't right. really help the Giants at all. Like it, it ended up being one of the worst things to happen to the Giants because you said it created a monster. He never lived up to the expectations. He became a bit of a problem. Became a bit of a head case because he became so famous off that catch, and you lost the game. What do I care? One last catch the ball with your mouth. You lost the game. If he killed it with his mouth, that would be pretty impressive. One thing. No, you know, we'll say it. Save it for after the break. Okay. There's one more which I don't think fits the All criteria. Right. We'll talk about in 2024. You get more at Ramsey Mazda, more selection and more savings for a limited time. They'll waive the first lease payment. Lease a new 2024 Mazda CX30 for just 189 a month, and now get your first lease payment on them at Ramsey Mazda, Route 17 North in Ramsey. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2930 for lease details. Excludes tax, title registration zero security deposit vin rm636808 msrp 26445 ends 229.24 thanks for listening to the michael k show podcast well that's awesome looking for more access to the show that's right man check us out on facebook instagram and twitter at tmks espn You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. If you want a nitpick, even with all the injuries, 
it should not have come down to the last second against the Pistons. You should have been beating that team up and had everybody resting in the fourth quarter. Instead, you're fully engaged in a game that you should have won easily and almost lost. And it kind of takes us back to where Brunson had to play a lot in that Memphis game. So there's been times where they could have rested people, but you know they, there was no they were no business losing to the Rockets even with the bad call. So there's some games like you know you got sometimes you got to take care of business. You got to find a way to win games, and it's going to be tough against Cleveland because Cleveland's really good. Nobody's expecting you to beat Boston, but yeah, hey, listen, they were able to beat Philadelphia a couple of times with with um, Embiid and without. Sometimes you just have to come up with an effort to try to make it a little bit easier. You just can't lose every game just because you're banged up. So, I win, officially. Congrats. Um, it wasn't going to happen anyway. Michael's not here, but I, I, that's my third one anyway. So, so, you win the week. I win the week. So you can you just dumped go, on the rest of the week. Go through the motions uh, tomorrow. If you're looking for the Yankees game tonight against the Marlins at 6.30... Look no further. It's going to be on the Yes app exclusively. So certainly check that out. So you were saying, uh, first, before you give me the game example mm. from somebody on Twitter, yeah. you've got news on the Knicks' health. Well, Brunson, game time decision. This is per Tibbs. Right. So he's going to give it a go. Like I said, work out, and we'll mm-hmm. see where he is. Hartenstein is playing. So you feel a little bit better about go. that. What does what, what uh, they spread there, Anthony? For the Knicks game? Yeah. What, are you going to try to get a sneak one in? Oh, I want to get an idea... Of what we're looking at, this is you know you're going to win the game. What does Vegas think? What the spread is? Now Brunson's a game time decision, so I guess you're kind of betting on whether he's going to play or not. They're going to wait till after warmups. I bet you. I think he's going to play. I bet you that I'm going to say the Knicks are a two point favorite. The Warriors are a four and a half point favorite. Whoa! So they were assuming that Brunson is either not going to play or be compromised. Say what? All right, so I got this one for you. Go ahead, Andrew Hartz says that one of them should be, and this is a, this is the one I said I don't think qualifies, and I'll tell you why. The Aaron Boone home run in 2003. Doesn't qualify because they won the series. They, they won the series. You beat a rival. Epic walk-off yeah, game no, seven. Like, that that's going to... St- I mean, Are you that spoiled? Yeah, I know. And then, so like, you lost to the Marlins. Big deal in the World Series. I mean, not a big deal if you're a Yankee fan, but that Aaron Boone moment is going to stand the test of time. Because it was against the Red Sox. So it's not just your, your arbitrary. And you won a series. You went to the World Series. And by the way, your World Series appearances since then, right? I mean, so so they went to 3 lost to the Marlins. Since that was 09, and that's it. Let me ask you a question. This just popped into my head now talking about this. I'm not trying to start fires or anything like that. No, I'm just I'm throwing it out there. It makes for good radio. If Aaron Boone doesn't hit that home run, does he become the Yankee manager? I'm not saying the Yankee Bo- or that Yankee Boone. I was going to call him Yankee Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee Boone. I'm not saying that Aaron Boone would not be a big league manager somewhere, but would he specifically be the Yankee manager without that home run? I'm going to say yes. Really? And here's why. Because he was only a Yankee for, what, two months? No, I get it. But they listen, Don Mattingly never managed the Yankees because they didn't want to tarnish the legacy. So I I just think that, now, did he feel a kinship to the Yankees that maybe he wouldn't have felt? Like, he really wanted that job. He openly petitioned for that job. Would he feel like a Yankee if he didn't hit that home run? Would he be as adamant to try to get that job heavy, not hit the home run. But hey, I, I that's what I, mean. I would it's... probably say no, but I, not not confidently. But that's a great question. You know that is that's a question a good sports talk show host asks Anthony. You should try follow to come that up way. We should use this kid every once in a while when we have the opportunity. It's on the table. Um, Chip in the car. You're on ESPN New York. How are you, Chip? Hey guys, how are you today? Hello, Terrific. Chip. 
hey, just let me say, when Michael has finally had enough and hangs it up and Peter moves on to fame and fortune, the Dan and Don vehicle should be booked instantly. You guys are wonderful on the air. Well, thank you, Chip. I appreciate it. It's a that. good vehicle. Thank you. Thank you. It is very nice. So, Giants last Super Bowl. I'm living outside of Dallas, Texas. Wife, two kids. NFC Championship game playing the Packers. Terrible. Oh, my God. So hard, gut-wrenching game. Kicks a field goal in overtime. Giants win. I'm going bananas, running around the house. All of a sudden, clutching, chest pain, shooting down my arm, sweating profusely. I'm on the ground. I'm dying. I think I'm dying. Oh, my God. I'm like, they finally did it. The Giants finally killed me. It took them all these years. <laughs> and with a win, they would have killed you. Uh, <laughs> with a win, they would have put me in the ground. Right. It was it was horrible. Ambulance. I, I Listen, I got taken out of my house in an ambulance in front of my two little kids. How Terrible. old were you at the time? Oh, 2011. So what was I, 40? I can't do math real quick. 41, 42. That's a, that's a young man wow. to have a heart attack like that. Now, did it affect your, did it affect your consumption oh, you didn't of the Giants? A, what did you chip? have? Angina? It was an uh, anxiety-induced panic attack. Really? That kept, really, kept me in the hospital for two days. Wow. But, but, but Chip, that was 2011. So since then, because of what happened to you, did you have to scale back the way you consume the Giants since then, just for your own health? Absolutely not. Absolutely wow. not. I, I'll, I'll die with them. You know, it's well, all right. Sounds like it. Uh, no, listen, that's... that's <laughs> Almost. But, no, but, a, but a panic attack, that's interesting that, that there wouldn't have been some sort of, lack of a better phrase, release after... The overtime field goal that the, the, the stress would be away, and then it would be nothing but celebration. Chip, was this before the second Super Bowl against the Patriots? Oh, twenty eleven. It's the second one. It's the second one. It was the second one. Yeah, it was. It was the NFC Championship game before. Oh, the Giant with the Forty Niners again. The Forty Nine. Forty Nine. So think about. It. I mean, not not yeah, to. 49ers, but yeah. I'm just like trying to get inside the mind of a Giant fan. Chip was it obviously was, old enough, so he had eighty six. He had ninety. He had two thousand seven, and yet. 2011, the outcome of that game was going to kill him when he saw three Super Bowls yeah, already? It's, it's odd, uh, With the Ravens? But we're, we're happy you're still with us, Chip, and that, that it wasn't yeah, a heart so attack. Am I, so that, am I. But, yeah, then your kids and everything else, but that... that <laughs> That, that's no way to celebrate going to the Super Bowl, having to spend two days in the hospital. But, uh, but you know, like if you survive. won that much as a fan, right, like you wouldn't odd. think it would, it, it it would kill you, the outcome but, of a game. Hey, listen. Chip cares. He's a carer. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.